Hello, Choose Love friends. It's Scarlett Lewis, the founder of the Jesse Lewis Choose Love movement, here with another really exciting podcast. Today, I'm here with Jerry Elena, who is the national director of our Choose Love for the Workplace program. This is a brand new division of the Jesse Lewis Choose Love movement, and I am so excited about it, and I can't wait to share it with you today. Jerry has 30 years of experience in the corporate pension business where he spent the last 20 running high performing teams in corporate sales. He's also a graduate of the University of Connecticut and a lifelong Connecticut resident. But wait, there's even more than that. (laughs) Jerry and his wife, Diane, are close personal friends of mine whom I love dearly. So sometimes I think about my friends kind of like pre-Jesse or post-Jesse. And Jerry and Diane were absolutely, definitely pre-Jesse. I think you guys, we met when our oldest boys were in elementary school, right, Jerry? Absolutely, they were both at Sandy Hook School. Yeah, they both went to Sandy Hook School. That's true. And they were both in Boy Scouts together. And uh, we spent many a time in the Sandy Hook Elementary School gym going to our Boy Scout meetings with our boys. Yep, absolutely. Even um, I remember you being pregnant with Jesse when they first met. Oh, wow. Okay, amazing. Now, Diane and I are very dear, close friends. We would have dinner over, mostly over at your house, Jerry, because... I worked full time and would bring the two kids over. We'd share a bottle of wine and a beautiful dinner. Um, Almost, it seems like once a week for a while. Yeah, oh yeah, at least once a week. Yeah, it was really nice. And uh, you had me rolling in stitches after a long day of work, which I always really appreciated. And then after Jesse died, Jerry, I asked you to be on my board of directors because I just wanted people that I really trusted, that I was very close with. And so for several years, you served as that position. And Diane was our editor for our Choose Love program for schools. And Diane literally edited every single word of that initial program that went out and she worked really hard as a volunteer oh absolutely i remember her editing it at the time and she would sit at the we had a desk in our kitchen and she would sit there on that mac and just go through it for hours yeah but it was it was an honor to serve on the board at the time it was an honor to work on the curriculum thank you so we're pleased to do anything we can to help out That's so amazing, and I appreciate that. And those are not just words. (laughs) Those have definitely been matched with actions for sure. So, you know, I had this idea from the very beginning that you've heard me talk about. I, of course, had to get this program with these essential life skills out into schools because it would have saved Jesse's life. It would have saved the shooter's life, and it could reduce and prevent so much of the suffering that kids are experiencing in schools that is continuing to get worse that then translates out into society that was the first thing that i had to do so we worked on that Mm -hmm. choose love for schools program first and then i realized oh my gosh uh some of 
the issues that kids are bringing into schools comes from the home. Let's do a program for parents because I know that if you don't learn these essential life skills that we're talking about, like how to have healthy relationships, how to manage our emotions, how to make responsible decisions, like even the awareness that you can grow through difficulty, roadblocks, challenges, even pain and suffering in your life. And there's science behind that. And that's how we're shaped and molded. Um, just to reframe that, all of these incredible skills, tools, and awarenesses have to be taught. So we must learn them. Um, we're not born with them. And if we didn't learn them in school and or at home, we don't necessarily have them as an adult. And so I realized, gosh, I don't have these skills and tools. It was 44 years old. I was when uh, Jesse was murdered. And I realized I didn't have most of, really of what we put together in the Choose Love movement. And, uh, and I also realized, Jerry, oh my gosh, if I had had these skills and tools growing up in school as a young adult, just starting out in relationships, in business, if I had just had these essential life skills, my life would be so different. My, my relationships would have been different. My decisions and choices in my life would have been made with love and not fear. And, and my life would have looked so different. I just wanted to say that because I wish that I'd had them and I, I'm pretty sure you probably feel the same way. You may have had more than, than I did. But from the beginning, I wanted to have a workplace program that I envisioned would support the no-cost programming that we have in schools, homes, and communities because these are called essential life skills and they literally are, they would have saved my son's life, but they can also reduce and prevent so much of the suffering that we're seeing in schools, including, by the way, suicide, depression, more mental health issues, bullying, substance abuse, loneliness, all of these things that we're trying to address, we're not doing it in the right way because uh, obviously these issues are escalating and we know by addressing the cause, we can reduce and prevent them. But I always wanted to have a program that would provide these skills and tools to everyone, but including the people in the workplace, like me, by the way, that, that didn't have them. And all they had to do was uh, be introduced to them and their lives would be changed, but it would also provide a revenue stream because the corporations and businesses would be paying, but all the money would go to support the no-cost programming, um, most likely in their backyard, in schools, homes, and communities. And so you were aware of this and very supportive of it. It, it wasn't until everything fell into place and it happened to be the seventh anniversary of the Sandy Hook tragedy often since you and your family join us at Jesse's grave when we have a ceremony, we call it a celebration of life. This past year, you all joined us and <laughs> I'm sitting there at this celebration talking to you about this workplace program we want to get going on. And the rest is history, right, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, I had actually just retired from 30 years in financial services and was looking at spending the last 10 years of my career teaching. So I had remarked to you that, you know, Scarlett, if you need any help with this, I just retired a couple of days ago, you know, so let me know what you need. And you looked, looked me right in the eye and said, 
I needed national director of corporate <laughs> development. And, you know, I was still, you know, kind of trying to get my head around the fact that I had retired and I was going to start this teaching career. Um, so it took me, you know, a few minutes to process that. And when I finally did, I jumped into this as, as a mission more than a vocation. And I truly believe that Choose Love for the Workplace is a mission. And, you know, to your point, and we'll get into what actually threw me over the edge, uh, because it's a great story. You know, you had talked just a moment ago about essential life skills. And when we go into school as barely toddlers, I started school at four years old. The only way we're taught to deal with our emotions is by modeling the behavior of those around us, primarily oh. our parents. And if they're great at it, then we'll probably mm -hmm. be great at it. But the reality is most of them aren't. Many kids don't have two parents mm. and the behavior that they model is not what's going to help them. So let's think about this. In the schools, they teach you how to read because that's an essential life uh -huh. skill. Uh -huh. They teach you how to do math, reading, writing, and arithmetic. They teach you how to write, but they don't teach you how to deal with the flood of emotions that you can get in your head, particularly as uh -huh. a child. And that translates to many people in the workplace as an adult. So the interesting thing about it is you can teach almost anybody to read. You can teach almost anybody to write. You can teach almost anybody to do math. And you can definitely teach how to deal with your emotions so that emotional and social intelligence can be taught. And that's a big advantage that we have in the workplace program. It actually has to be taught. And if we didn't right. learn it at home and or in school, we get to be adults like I was. Um, I mean, by the time I learned these skills and tools, I had graduated from college. I had been in uh, the municipal bond trading business. I was an investment banker. I worked at a paper. This isn't necessarily an order. <laughs> I had, uh, I worked with credit. Um, I had been married and divorced uh, and then had another unsuccessful relationship. Uh, talk about not being able to manage your emotions. I gave as good as I got. And, uh, you know, in front of my kids, unfortunately, and when I started learning about these essential life skills, about emotional management and how to do it and how my brain worked and really more importantly, like why I reacted the way that I reacted and, and not that it was necessarily wrong, but that I was wired to do that, <laughs> right? Wired for survival. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that I just needed to understand that and needed to learn some skills and tools to accompany that, kind of get me out of my survival brain and into my rational thinking brain where we all want to be making our decisions from. Yeah, that's an important point. Unless you're taught these skills, you're going to keep working from what we would call your mammalian brain. You know, that, that's the emotional area of the brain where all these uh, mm -hmm. reactions reside. And what I like about the Choose Love movement that you started is it teaches people how to create a space between an emotion mm -hmm. and a response. So rather than being reactive, you can become more responsive and it's easy to do. It's going to be a practice. You're not going to 
you know, see a hundred percent transformation overnight. But as you go forward and practice the skills that we teach in the program, you will learn how to become more thoughtfully responsive. It literally changed my life. Even just the realization that this was something <laughs> I never even heard of it, and everything in my life changed. Despite my personal tragedy, learning these essential life skills has made my life so much better, richer, fuller. I'm more aware. I'm more grateful.、Um, I have taken my personal power back. It's really amazing, and I know. You know, even and especially in relationships, of course. But you have relationships in the workplace as well. And I honestly look back at my life, and I realized after having this awareness and understanding that almost every choice in my life I had made out of fear, and the outcomes of those choices look vastly different than if they're made out of love. And you know, I feel so grateful to be able to bring this to other people. And Jerry, you're the perfect person to be bringing this into the workplace. No, I, I appreciate it, Scarlett. I've had a lot of success over the years building relationships.、Uh, one of the things I found, and I, I did not find it out early in my career. You know, the first four or five years, I had not clued into that. I thought task achievement, getting things done, was how you succeeded in the workplace. And come to find out, it was all about relationships. What relationships were you building with other humans in the workplace? Because your success depends on them, and that has not changed in years and years of the workplace. And I think there's a lot of folks who spend a lot of time working in their business, but not working on their business. And what Choose Love for the Workplace does. Is give you an opportunity to work on your business and build real strong relationships inside and outside of the workplace. The relationships inside the workplace will act as jet fuel、mm-hmm. for your career. Your relationships outside the workplace will give you a place to decompress with others that you know, love, and trust. After your workday is done, so it's an all-encompassing program that we consistently—you'll、uh, hear us talk about at work,、mm-hmm. at home, and personally—is、mm-hmm. to have these skills to help you. Right, absolutely, and that's and that's what we teach. So the advantage to a business owner is that they will take in working with us what really appears to be a group of coworkers, and after we come in and work with them. They will end up with an elite team that understands how to work together and how each other human in their team works, so that they can get things done. Ultimately, that's what you want to do more effectively and more efficiently. You know that's so vitally important, and I often refer to Harvard University's lifespan study that they're doing. It's the longest ever study on human life. I think they're about 80 plus years into it right now. So they followed babies from the day that they were born all the way into、uh, adulthood and now old age, of course. And when they were at, I think the 75 year mark, they found the secret to happiness. They published a research report on this, and they said the key to happiness is healthy relationships. 
And we have to learn how to have these. We're born wired to connect with these mirror neurons, which are, are good sometimes when we're smiling and happy because there's a ripple effect out to others around us. But when we're in not so good a mood, that can also ripple out as well. And so we're born with these mirror neurons, but we actually have to learn how to have healthy relationships. So that's part of what you're doing. And it is so vitally important to our personal happiness as well. So our workplaces, however, have been totally disrupted. We launched this program in person with the New Hampshire Department of Safety, and we had incredible feedback. They absolutely loved the workshop, and then everything shut down. So our workplaces have been disrupted. Our, our family life has been disrupted. Our personal lives have been disrupted. And we're living now in what I call a brave new world. So why do you think Choose Love for the Workplace is even more important now than it ever was? You know, so that's a minor <laughs> question, right, Scarlett? Um, I would even argue that, you know, right now in some, some areas, mm. it's not that brave, mm. a new world. You know, if I think back, closest thing I can probably think back to that was similar to this was uh, my experience in 9-11. In 9-11, I was the Hartford's area pension rep for independent advisors in Manhattan, uh, Northern New Jersey, and Westchester County. By the way, all areas that are massively mm -hmm. affected right now. So um, if there's anything I, I have a history with, it's the resilience mm -hmm. of people in New York. But, you know, 9-11 was a total disruption. And it took a while for people to get their bearings. You know, a lot of lives were lost. Just an overwhelming sense of emotion. And after about a month or so, business started to get its bearings again. You know, they had accounted for most of their people. They were starting to look at the landscape. I don't know if everybody remembers this. We were in the midst of the tech wreck at the time where all the high-performing technology stocks in the late 90s started to sell off. So there was a lot of disruption at the time as well. And when business was finally able to thoughtfully respond, the economy in the New York area started coming back. And I know that year in November and December, I set a couple of company records for the number of cases submitted as businesses finally said, yeah, you know, we're going to and I used to work exclusively in corporate pensions or what we would know as 401ks now. Um, we're gonna move ahead with a 401k. We may not have a match because they were a little uncertain, but we'll you know, either start putting a 401k in place or we'll move the investments to a lower cost, better performing 401k, which is what they were interested in, in at the time. So in this age of coronavirus, there's a lot of disruption, but it's not unfounded. You know, relationships with customers have been broken. Long established mm. restaurants are suffering. Uh, if you're in any kind of the entertainment business, people are not congregating together. One, you can't. And uh, it's not going to take a month to resolve this because until there's a vaccine, mm -hmm, it's very difficult mm -hmm. to get people to congregate together afterwards. So the disruption is significant, but it also allows for opportunity to start looking at the landscape and responding with how your business is going to change mm -hmm. because it's going to have to change mm -hmm. and, and we can help with that. So that's one of the 
pieces that the people involved in the workplace program at Choose Love are working on right now. How is the world going to change and how can you respond to it? What do you see as the future of Choose Love for the workplace? I mean, what does it look like? How is it offered? Just to give the listeners who might be interested an idea of what we have. Sure. So at our core, we do what I would call team consulting. The idea of taking a group of coworkers and turning them into an elite team and teaching them how to work together, how to respond to one another, and how to make the workplace work more effectively. That's what we do at our core. Initially, these were put together as workshops. Mm -hmm. They are available on Zoom. There is an intake. Mm -hmm. We like to know the people that we're dealing with in the workshop program. So we will do assessments of personality types. We will go in and see how everyone works together currently. Um, and then map out a strategy to move forward. Other things that we offer that are very fundamental to what we do are executive and leadership coaching. So very often you get promoted into management because you're super competent at what you do. You're a great worker and you understand the material to great depth. But when it comes time to make that transition to leadership, what you'll very often see are people manage rather than lead. So we can work with managers to make them great leaders. And that's what we do on the coaching side. And finally, there's the large overall corporate-wide programs that we do that are available by subscription, where we will actually work with the HR directors to teach their workers the Choose Love formula so that they can work together more effectively. So it's really, when you think about it, it's a coaching program, it's a workshop program, it's a consulting program and it's a subscription program. I know firsthand and you know from watching me, Jerry, all my varied career experience <laughs> and then finding yeah. myself in a leadership position at the Jesse Lewis Choose Love movement. And it's been a struggle for me. I mean, it's, right. it's been a blessed struggle, but you know, it's harder than I thought, <laughs> right? Um, and it does require specific right. skills and tools, even just being a manager and managing people. And that's not easy. Let me tell you, most people aren't just born managers or leaders. They have to be cultivated into that. And it totally includes me as well. I have been working really hard uh, and with you helping me to become a better manager and a leader. And there is definitely a process in that. And it can be done. If you could do it with me, <laughs> you could do it with anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's always a process. It's always achievable. Becoming a leader is a lot like being an outstanding player on a sports team mm. and then moving into owning the team. It's a different set of skills. It's great that you're a player. It's great that you know the game. But now that you're running the business, you have to be aware of how the business works and how the people in that business work and what they're doing. And that's a different set of skills than being an outstanding player. Yeah, I can totally see that. So as I've watched you make the transition, you're doing that better and better every day. So you're starting to let go and you're starting to kind of understand how your people work best 
and we're watching the organization propel forward as a result. Thank you for that, Jerry, because you've really helped me and you're telling me stuff, but you're not realizing every single day I'm writing it down <laughs> and I am practicing it and it really does help. So thank you. And I'm really excited to get the workplace out there. We have had so many requests. It's amazing the need that is out there so many people approach us because uh, you know they know about our programming in schools homes and communities and because of that they've said gosh we would love to have this in the workplace and so um, that's really a reason that i decided now is the time i'm always looking to fill a desperate need and there is one in the workplace for exactly this so right. when we look at what our workplace offers it is really coordinated and collaborating with what we're doing in schools homes and communities wow amazing it is a consistent message across all of these channels which is absolutely amazing because it connects them all right and a lot of what we're seeing is lack of connection connection being love and when you look at our offerings, as you were talking about earlier, Jerry, it starts with the self, then it expands into, you know, a student's classroom, schools, homes, communities, businesses, all of them with a consistent message. And, uh, and we include all of these incredible, really essential life skills and tools and understandings some of which, by the way, are the result of the latest scientific research, which just came about in the last couple of decades, right? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, you know, Scarlett, to your point, I took psychology in college. I'm a graduate in the late 80s. And if you look at psychology nowadays versus then, it was almost as if the 80s were the dark ages. And it's psychology has advanced a lot in 30 years, just the advent, and this was new to me, that, you know, throughout my career in sales, I always heard, be positive. It's very important that you have a positive attitude, attitudes, everything. So that was my view of positive psychology, kind of a Norman Cousins, you know, laughter is the best medicine type of thing. Come to find out, yeah, positive psychology is really a thing and that you can actually get a PhD in it at the University of Pennsylvania. Many of the other Ivy League schools teach it or offer certificates in it, which I'm actually pursuing right now as well as trying to figure out what program I'm going into for a master's in psychology. But as you you know start to look at that circle that you were describing, what attracted me to the workplace mm -hmm. mission, and I'll call it that, is that as we teach these essential life skills, which is are as fundamental as teaching somebody to read and write, because uh, trust me, we all know our coworkers don't have them to the level that we'd like. That's why you see businesses talk about mm -hmm. EQ versus IQ or emotional and social intelligence and relationship building um, is driving profitability. As you look at that, you know, these are skills that can be taught. The latest research in emotional intelligence in businesses show that leaders are looking for employees with higher emotional intelligence over IQ because in the research it shows employees with higher emotional intelligence are twice as productive 
they get along better with one another. They're more collaborative. They're more innovative. They're more creative. They work better in groups. I mean, the, the benefits go on and on to a business and there's research behind the benefits. So there's so much when you're thinking about what's in it for a business or even as an employee, there is so much. And, and the incredible thing is it spans not just at work, but you bring these skills, tools, and awarenesses, these essential life skills home with you. And you use them with your family, you use them with your friends and your relationships in every aspect of your life. And then they ripple out and you're benefiting others by watching you model uh, what you learned. Right. And very often, you know, many of the businesses that we're beginning to work with mm. have seen this in the schools and they've seen the impact. So they have the added benefit that they're being taught mm. many of the same skills that their mm. student, their children are being taught in school. And it adds a whole new level of cohesiveness. It, it's absolutely amazing when you see the demand for this, uh, which shows that it's filling a desperate need. Our program by word of mouth, by the way, I'm talking about our school program is now being taught in every state in the United States. We're the most taught program in probably at least four states now, the most taught social and emotional learning program. And we're in 100 countries and counting. And this is by word of mouth, by the way, in just the last four years, four school years. So it is really amazing, the spread. It shows the need. And then this natural extension, which is into the workplace, um, brings it all together. There is no other offering like this in the world. There's no other organization that offers programming that is consistent and collaborative with consistent messaging across all of these channels. We call it Next Generation Lifespan because it's the only program that offers all of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very exciting. And it, you know, if we bring it all the way back to why this started, um, it was literally to help mm -hmm. with school safety <laughs> and to keep kids safe. <laughs> Right, and to your point, you know, mm -hmm. our, our teams are excellent here in the workplace program. And the added advantage that the business has is that look, you're probably mm -hmm. gonna go out and spend the money for consulting anyway. But the advantage of engaging our organization is knowing that every dollar of that consulting fee comes back to the organization where it's used to fund these programs in schools, homes, and communities and maintain the fact mm -hmm. that the programs are offered for free to those schools, homes, and communities. And, you know, there's no other program that offers that benefit. Your employees have the added benefit of all of these other no-cost resources can bring into their homes. We have a Choose Love for the Home, no-cost program. We have Choose Love for Communities. So. They can bring it into their community. Um, they can bring it into their schools. Uh, all schools should have a comprehensive social emotional learning program taught with fidelity. For school safety, schools have right. to have this. Yet 90% uh, check off the box 
with a week long kindness program or which are great, right? But they're, they're, they're not sufficient to create a connected, compassionate, loving culture. And that, and uh, you know, if you look at the pathway of violence is what can precede a grievance that leads to an attack if you want to get official about it. But, you know, it's so vitally important and schools are slow to get on the bandwagon. So your employees as parents can take this to their schools and say, hey, we need to have a year long <laughs> comprehensive social emotional learning program taught with fidelity. It's as important as any of those other, as you said, Jerry, reading, writing and math. This is just as important because we know through research that when kids have these skills and tools, they get better grades and test scores. They have higher attendance, higher graduation rates, less stress and anxiety, less behavioral issues. It's a statistically effective way to reduce and prevent bullying and the effects lasting well into their future. They have less substance abuse, less incarceration, less violence and anger, even less divorce rates. And then I always joke and say, see, that's uh, something that I could have benefited from. But anyway, have them now. Um, so anyway, it's just, it's just yeah. fantastic all around. And I'm in constant, I just live in awe of what we've created. And of course, all of this stemmed from Jesse's message on our kitchen chalkboard that he left uh, shortly before his murder in his first grade classroom. He wrote three words, nurturing, healing, love. And, and that's what started all of this. My purpose in life was to spread that message. That message translates into this powerful and found formula for choosing love, which is the common denominator in all of our programs. And it's led to a program that's now worldwide, which is really amazing and in such demand that it's mind boggling. And Jerry, I'm so, I, I just feel so honored that you're such a dear friend and you're such a huge part of this organization and you're the perfect person to lead us into this next iteration. And I'm just so excited. Yeah, there are a couple of things I think of when I think about my involvement here. And again, like I said, I started out initially saying, well, you know, okay, maybe I can do that. You know, let me think about it. Um, that was on a, I believe it was on a Friday yeah, or Saturday. It was. Uh, that we had talked about that. And uh, when we went out to dinner afterwards, you know, as we were chatting about what the workplace program would look like. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter, Catherine, who remembers Jesse, she was little when that happened. She was uh, just turning four years old at the time, was drawing pictures on her placemat at the pizza place we were at. And she, you know, Jesse loved rubber ducks, so she drew a picture of mm -hmm. a rubber duck. And he loved uh, little army men, you know, the little plastic army men. So she was drawing pictures of those. And underneath the army men, she wrote the word soldiers, you know, and she spelled it correctly. And then next to it, she wrote mm -hmm. soldiers, S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R-S. -E and that had a lot of impact. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think uh, for listeners, we're going to post that picture on the website. So they'll be able to see it. And it's a picture of my daughter, Catherine, holding up the placemat with Scarlett because they were sitting next to each other. Uh, the second thing that I think of when... I was initially taking a look at the whole program much differently tactically than I'd seen it strategically as a board member. There were a number of videos on the website and there was, I believe it was a first grader, but it might've been in second or third grade who said in our school before choose love, 
you know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of kids played together in small groups. Mm-hmm. After Choose Love, we all played together. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, from a workplace perspective, mm-hmm. very often you have the same thing. You have little cliques in the office where some people work well together and others don't. But in our mission in the workplace, if we can get all of the employees to work together, then you can go from you know being a business that maybe has a small market share that's following another business mm-hmm. to transforming into a business that's leading in that category. Because now you don't have to focus on workplace squabbles. You can focus on the overall mission. And so when I think of those two things that were soldiers, S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R-S, and that were working to bring people to another level, it's truly a mission that can work for them at work, at home. Absolutely, Jerry. I urge anyone and everyone that's interested in the workplace program visit our website chooselovemovement.org and check out all the programming but check out the workplace programming as well you're actually being a part of the solution to create a safer more peaceful and loving world so thank you jerry uh, so much and uh, thank you all for choosing love until next time It's all part of us, we can all choose love, it'll lift you.